Welcome to Experience This, where you'll find inspiring examples of customer experience, great stories of customer service, and tips on how to make your customers love you even more. Always upbeat and definitely entertaining, customer retention expert Joey Coleman and social media expert Dan Gingas serve as your hosts for a weekly dose of positive customer experience. So hold on to your headphones. It's time to experience this. Get ready for another episode of the Experience This Show. Join us as we discuss a day in the life of Joey, which included a trip to the doctor that was actually fun, the search for the perfect pillowcase, and sashimi on a salt block. Elbows, pillowcases, and salt blocks. Oh my! We love telling stories and sharing key insights you can implement or avoid based on our experiences. Can you believe that this just happened? Hey, Dan, have you ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? I feel like I'm being set up here. <laughs> no, no, no. This is an honest question. Honest question. I know it's a kind of popular movie, but I know you're not as into the slapsticky humor as much as I am. So no, I did. Yes, I did see Dumb and Dumber. Okay, well, there's this famous scene in the movie, you may recall, when Harry, who's played by Jeff Daniels, uh, runs into his roommate, buddy Lloyd, who's played by Jim Carrey, and says, how was your day? And Lloyd replies, not bad. I fell off the jetway again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do remember that scene. And uh, it, it's a reference to an earlier scene when Jim Carrey's character is in a rush and he attempts to catch a flight only to fall off the jetway. Correct. So guess what happened to me last week? No, you did not, Joey. Uh, pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. So I'm boarding a flight from Seattle to Calgary. Let me guess it's uh, on Delta. It's on Delta. Oh, yes, indeed. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Delta, the not the non-official sponsor of the experience this show. <laughs> Delta, if you're listening, we love you. We'd love to have you as a sponsor. Okay. Anyway, so I get on the plane and uh, the jetway is there's some water on the jetway and I've got my backpack. I've just gotten off a phone call. I'm holding my phone in my hand. I'm not paying as much attention as I should. And my heel hits the water and I slip, and I start to go down. And as I'm falling, uh, there's literally a stairwell next to me, uh, and there's kind of the railing. I, I put my hand down, and I basically jam my elbow into the stairwell railing. My elbow slides out, and I catch the weight of my body in my armpit as I'm falling, slamming down. It was not pretty for anyone who witnessed and not fun for the person who experienced it, which was me. Yikes. So you experienced this, so to speak. Correct. Uh, that, Correct. That sounds pretty bad. Did you end up breaking anything? Well, funny you should ask. I wasn't sure. Uh, whether I had broken anything or not, but my elbow was in huge pain. And this happened, I was, as I mentioned, I was on the road. I didn't get home for about three days and it still was in a huge amount of pain. So I went to see my good friend, Dr. John Freilich at Panorama Orthopedics and Spine Center in Golden, Colorado. And I say good friend because Dr. Freilich and I met about two years ago when I went to see him for a thumb injury. Turns out I had been skiing, I had fallen, 
I had broken my thumb and I had walked around with it broken for over a month before I went to see him. Wait a second. You had a broken thumb for a month and didn't notice? This is true. See, here's the problem. I'd actually never broken a bone before. And everybody that I knew who had broken a bone had always been like, oh, you'll know it if it's broken. And the pain is so excruciating. And I just... I couldn't grip things, so I kept dropping things. And I was on the phone with, or doing a Skype call with one of my clients, and I picked up a bottle of water, and it fell out of my hand. And she used to be a trauma nurse, and she's like, Joey, what just happened? I was like, oh, I've been dropping things a lot lately. I kind of injured my thumb. And she's like, when? And I said, oh, probably about a month ago. And she said, okay, your thumb is broken. You can't grip. That's a problem. I was like, hey, it can't be broken. It doesn't hurt that bad. Anyway, long story short, she insisted I go see uh, an ortho, I went and saw Dr. Freilich, and yes, indeed, the thumb was broken. Doe. Okay, so I am uh, sensing that there is uh, further to your story here on your shoulder. You were at a medical facility. You know, we've all had potentially bad experiences there. So what happened? Here's the thing, though. Remember, I went back. And the reason I went back is Dr. Freilich and the folks at... Panorama Orthopedics are fantastic. The experience is incredible. And there are kind of, there's so many great things I could talk about. But for our conversation today, I wanted to narrow it down to my top four. So my top four are as follows. Number one, they fit me into the schedule immediately as a former patient. So when I called in, they said, oh, we can get you in in two weeks. And I said, you know, I'm actually <laughs> kind of in a lot of pain right now. And they said, well, do you know what's broken? I'm like, uh, no, that's actually why I'm coming in to see you. And they said, well, you know, have you ever been in here before? I was like, yes, I've seen Dr. Freilich before. And they said, oh, let us put on with his assistant who immediately scheduled me for the next morning, which was awesome. Number two, they had an electronic tablet intake form. Okay. This wasn't an iPad, but it looked like an iPad, uh, but it was in a little more industrial rugged casing. And when they gave it to me and they said, go take a few minutes to fill this out, all the information from my last visit was already in there and I just got to update. So do you still have the same insurance? Are you still at the same mailing address? Do you still agree to the HIPAA waivers, et cetera, et cetera? It made logging in and signing easy in super easy and paperless. So I go in, I meet with, uh, before I meet with Dr. Felek, uh, they take me in to get some x-rays, which are super cool because gone are the old days of taking the x-ray and kind of tacking it up to the light board and seeing what happens. These are all delivered digitally to the exam room, to a big screen TV, so we can both look at it, not just the doctor. And finally, Dr. Felek comes in and has a great exam and a great conversation with me. He begins immediately by saying, you know, Oh, how's the speaking business going? And when he said that, I thought to myself, one of two things. This guy has an uncanny memory or he does what I always recommend my clients do, which is take great notes because ink fades slower than memory. So if he even reviewed the notes just to remind himself what my career was, that's totally fine. But it made me feel like even though I hadn't seen this guy in two years, he actually cared about me. I love that. I want to write that down. That's like a Monday motivation thing on Twitter. Ink dries slower than memory. I like that. Yeah, ink, ink fades slower oh, ink than fade. memory. Is that yours? Or did you? Uh, you know, I heard that somewhere along the way. Okay. I did not create that. But ink fades slower than memory with the idea being, I don't expect you to keep all of your customer details in your head. So write them down. 
I mean, he's able to jump in and just say, hey, how's life on the road with the speaking business? You know what I mean? And we're into it. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'm reminded of the story you told a few episodes ago um, of the waitress that didn't write down the orders and, and oh, it got so them true. wrong, right? So easy. Yeah. So um, so did your elbow turn out to be broken? Good news, ladies and gentlemen. Good news for me. No, I did not have a broken elbow. It was just what they call a deep bone bruise. So uh, what that means is I will be in pretty excruciating pain for two to three weeks. It'll be completely healed in six to eight. But I am psyched because it's not broken. And Dr. Freilich explained the protocol of what I needed to do, which was awesome and said, look, if you have any swelling or any issues, just call me. I'll be able to tell you over the phone what needs to happen. It was incredible. So there were three key takeaways from my experience with Dr. Freilich and the folks at Panorama Orthopedics. That is number one, treat your return customers even better better than your new customers. All too often, we have situations where the new customers get the better deal, the better treatment, the, the first appointments. No, 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 people. Your return customers, your loyal customers, those who have already done business with you should get the priority. We want to reward that behavior. Number two, don't ask the same question twice. Please, please don't ask the same question twice. Uh, I talk about this in my book, Never Lose a Customer Again. If you're going to go through the process of filling out the paperwork, do it in a digitally sensitive, digitally advanced way so that you don't have to repeat the same question across multiple forms. And finally, number three, make personal and emotional connections with your customers. It's not that hard to care. You just have to remember what matters to them and then feed that information back to them so you can create a personal and emotional connection and in the process, an experience worth talking about. We love telling stories and sharing key insights you can implement or avoid based on our experiences. Can you believe that this just happened? Okay, this is a first for us, ladies and gentlemen, because every segment in this episode of Experience This happened to me on the same day. I'm not kidding. We've got three This Just Happened segments in a row that make up this episode, and they all occurred one after another sequentially in the same way I'm telling you the story. Seriously? And you're a customer experience expert? I'm, I'm just saying it was a crazy day. It was a big day for customer experience. So after getting my elbow x-rayed, which thankfully, as it turns out, wasn't broken, uh, as luck would have it, I had enough time. So I decided to stop by Bed Bath & Beyond. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 Where have I heard that before? Wait, did you just quote the movie Old School? Yes, I did, my friend. Yes, I did. There's a famous scene for those of you that haven't seen Old School when Will Ferrell's character explains to a bunch of college kids at a party that he's got a big Saturday planned with stops at Home Depot and if he has enough time, Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay, so that was kind of a stretch. <laughs> come on, come on. You got to love the old school reference. All right. It's a true story. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond so that I could get a pillowcase or rather the more appropriate term for it is a sham. <laughs> a sham, huh? This story sounds like a sham. The, no, no. This story is fantastic, okay? Welcome to my life, Dan. It's not all airplanes and stages. I have errands to run to. So my wife, Barrett, tried to find this sham online to match one that we already had that we had gotten at Bed Bath & Beyond, and she couldn't find it online. So she asked me if, during my day where I was running some errands, if I had enough time, if I could stop into a Bed Bath & Beyond and see if they had it in the store. Okay, fair enough. So what happened at the big B, B, and B? 
which I guess the big B, that's the BBBB. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You may be the only person that refers to Bed Bath & Beyond as the BB&B, but okay. So I'm going to hold on. I got to stop for a second because my very, very favorite episode of The Simpsons is way back. It's in an early like fifth or sixth season where Lisa becomes a vegetarian and Homer sends out an invitation to everybody and says, welcome to, or we, I invite you to Homer's BY, uh, uh, BBBQ, the extra B is for BYOBB. And Lisa says, What's that extra B for? And he goes, Don't. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, gosh. thank you for your time. Anyway, so I walked into the Bed Bath and Beyond, and a woman by the name of Karen said almost immediately upon my entering the store, How can I help you? Now, I don't know about you, Dan. Lots of times when I go into a store, while I appreciate them asking for help, I'm like, ah, I've got it. I'm just looking around or whatever. But here I had a very specific need. I was looking for this pillow sham and I decided, you know what? She opened the door. I'm going to run through it. And so I said, Karen, I have a fantastic quest for us today. Uh, I am looking for a pillow sham that matches this one. And I held up the the packaging for the original one. And she said, I'm happy to show you where you can find that. And she leads me to literally the opposite side of the store. Because it's always there. It's always there, right? It's You come in in the front left, it's going to be in the back right. That's just the way it works. And that's literally what it was. So we go to the back right. I confirmed that it was the right pillow sham. And I'm feeling pretty good right now. I've been in the store for less than a minute and a half. And I already have the main item I was tasked with getting. And Karen says, well, what else can I get you? Usually it's just kind of like, oh, I've helped you once. I've fulfilled my quota of talking and helping people for the day. I'm going to go hide again somewhere uh, and avoid customers. But no, Karen's very different. Karen says, what else do you need? And I figured, well, if the pillowcase was so easy, let's pick up a few more things while I'm at Bed Bath & Beyond. So I said, you know, another thing I need, some wooden hangers. I'm probably going to need about 10 or so. And Karen takes me through to a different part of the store and shows me all of their hangers. Now, there's one package on display that has about five hangers. Remember, I need about 10. And there is another package of hangers that is probably 15 feet in the air. I mean, it's really up high on this giant wall of hangers. And Karen says, hang on a second, I'm gonna go in the back and see what I can find. And if I can't find any in the back, I'll come back and I'll get the big ladder and we'll go get it. And I was like, okay. She goes back, comes back literally in a minute or so, very quickly returns back to us and says, here are two packs of 10 wooden hangers each. Oh, that by the way, are the exact same quality and look great like the other ones and are cheaper than the ones that were hanging on the wall. Wow. So she spent all this time to bring you a product that you were looking for at an actual better price, which is basically doesn't happen in the retail space other than happen. online, right? No, not at all. This is why I wanted to talk about this on the show, because I must confess, I am one who, as of late, has not had the most positive retail experiences in the store, because online, the competition is very high, and it's very easy to shop online, so I don't spend a lot of time in retail stores, but this was an incredible experience. I was as astonished as you are. So after that, she says... What else, Joey? Because now by now she's learned my name. And now I figured, all right, I'm game for anything. So I'm going to, I'm going to go for, you know, the, the full jackpot here. And I said, Karen, do you think you could help me find a full length mirror? 
Well, I know you do enjoy looking at yourself, don't you, Joe? All right, Dan. All right. This was for my house, right? Not just for me, but yes, I would look every once in a while to check out how things were going. So we go to the mirror section and there aren't any mirrors, any full length mirrors. They were in the process of rearranging the layout of the store. And Karen apologized profusely. She's like, I'm so sorry. You know, we're, we're in the process of moving things around. Let me call one of my colleagues and see where they've put the mirrors. So she calls one of her colleagues over the radio. And then she says, I'm also going to go into the back to see if I can help her find this faster. Again, she disappears for all of a minute and 30 seconds, comes back out with a mirror and says, will this one work for you? And it's the full length mirror. It's really inexpensive, but it looks nice. Everything is great. And I'm thinking to myself, I did not think my trip to Bed Bath & Beyond would be this fantastic. Seriously, this is not uh, your typical retail experience. I agree. But here's why I wanted to talk about this. Because in an era where a lot of people are talking about retail being dead, the fact of the matter is it doesn't have to be. And in fact, the retail experience can even be better than the online experience if you're willing to cherish the fact that someone has actually walked into your store. I could have purchased all of these things online. I could have purchased them on another store. I could have gone to any number of places to get these items. But I decided to choose Bed Bath & Beyond that day. And Karen made the experience so fantastic that now I'm talking about it on our podcast. So it's free publicity and promotion for Bed Bath & Beyond. And I got Karen's permission to talk about this. She created a remarkable customer experience. You know, what I like about this is we watch retailers go bankrupt. You know, it's one every couple of months. And <laughs> He's like, I was going to say, if not every week. I mean, yeah. it's happening all the time. It's happening all the time. And, you know, back in the days when Blockbuster got into trouble... It was fair to say they didn't see Netflix coming or they didn't see streaming coming because it was new technology. But retailers today, brick and mortar retailers do not have the excuse of they didn't see Amazon coming. Amazon's been here for a long time. And if you don't do something differently than you were doing pre-Amazon, you are going to be one of those retailers that we're going to be talking about as being out of business. And so... What I love about Bed Bath & Beyond and about this story is that the experience that you had could not have been had on Amazon. And that's right. exactly what a brick-and-mortar retailer has to do in order to compete against Amazon because it's the one thing that Amazon can't do. Well, and I actually said to Karen, and you and I are both, you know, customer experience fans, and we're, we're always poking and prodding to see how these things work and what's going on in the system that creates these types of experiences. And I said to her, you know, jokingly, Karen, I didn't realize that Bed Bath & Beyond had a new personal shopper program where you would escort me through the store. She started laughing. She said, oh, I'm just happy to help. And I thought to myself, what a great opportunity to distinguish a current retail operation from the online environment. Because as you said, she was able to show me around and actually make sure I got everything I wanted. Now, the cool thing that I think is important to remember is lots of times our customers uh, come into our stores with a specific goal in mind. Often when our customers buy our product or our service online, even they have a specific goal in mind. We need to know what the customer is trying to accomplish. We need to pay attention to that, which is our first takeaway. Every customer has a goal they're trying to accomplish. And if you can hold their hand and get it done, 
you are doing really well and you are creating a happy customer and a happy customer experience. Number two, be ready to help the customer who wants to find the thing, buy it and leave. Get out of your store. Okay. I understand retail stores are designed in terms of their layout to make the thing that is most often looked for the furthest away from the front door. So you have to walk around through the store, but we live in an era where convenience and efficiency are becoming controlling desires for your customers. And so you can actually earn more goodwill by helping them to find their thing, get it purchased and leave than you can by having them wander through the store. And number three, last but not least, let your customers know you're happy to see them. It is not a surprise that retail is struggling in an online world. Karen went out of her way. No, the amazing Karen at Bed Bath & Beyond in Golden, Colorado, went out of her way to help me believe in the power of retail once again. We love telling stories and sharing key insights you can implement or avoid based on our experiences. Can you believe that this just happened? Okay, so you went to get your elbow x-rayed. You bought some items at Bed Bath & Beyond. How could your day have possibly gotten any better? I had the chance to conclude my day with dinner with an awesome guy at an awesome restaurant. Wait a second. We didn't have dinner that night, did we? No, Dan. Alas, we did not. However, I did have the chance to enjoy a lovely dinner with my new friend, Neil Pasricha, who's a fellow speaker from Toronto, Canada. He is a five-time New York Times bestselling author of books, including The Book of Awesome and The Happiness Equation. And for our podcast listeners, has what is become my most favorite podcast out there, uh, which to listen to, which is The Three Books Podcast. It's brilliant. Go check it out. My day could not have ended on a higher note. How so? Well, we went to one of my favorite restaurants in Denver, a restaurant called Mr. Tuna, and we had an incredible meal. Yeah, Mr. Tuna. Isn't that a great name? As if my conversation with Neil wasn't awesome enough, our waitress Sam was awesome. The food was awesome. The presentation was awesome. Everything was awesome, as they say in the Lego movie. Everything was awesome. So what was so awesome about it? And why do you keep saying awesome so much? Okay, the reason I keep saying awesome is a little bit of a shout out to Neil because he wrote a book called The Book of Awesome, which is an awesome book. All right, but I'll, I'll calm down on the awesome a little bit. So awesome it, that you keep promoting it. it. So awesome. Here's here's how we went. Well, Neil's a great guy. It's a great book. I, I highly recommend it. So here's here's what was fantastic about my experience at Mr. Tuna. Number one, Sam. Sam who was our fantastic waitress, and she described every dish we asked about in a way that left us salivating. You know, every once in a while when you go to a restaurant and the wait staff is able to kind of read you into the menu in a way that leaves you craving everything that they talk about, Sam is that kind of waitress. She was incredible. Then we had some great food. Now, what was awesome is that the food was every bit as delicious as the way Sam had described it. We had sustainably caught Hawaiian walu fish. We had meatballs that were a blend of beef, pork, and lamb all into one. We had veggies that were so tasty that even I liked the veggies. And I'm not a big veggie guy. So not only was the explanation, if you will, the marketing of the product incredible, but the actual product itself was incredible in the way it tasted and the way, uh, you know, the flavors were combined. But 
the piece de resistance, right? That was the presentation. The, the presentation is over the top. And I had actually enjoyed this before because I, I've gone to Mr. Tuna, uh, in the past, uh, which is part of the reason why I took Neil there. And one of the things they have is a Himalayan or Himalayan, depending on what part of the world you're from, sea salt block, which imagine like a sheet of paper. If you were to cut it on the diagonal, like a triangle, imagine a block of sea salt about that big and about two inches thick with fresh sashimi on it, right? And the crazy thing about this is the longer it takes you to eat the appetizer, the saltier the sashimi gets because it's actually absorbing the salt from the Himalayan sea salt block that it is sitting on. So cool. Plus, it's a daily creation. They do a different version of it every day. Let me tell you, Mr. Tuna, totally awesome. So two responses one when i come visit you in denver we need to go to this place absolutely it sounds crazy and number two is i think we need to do an agree to disagree on veggies what do you think oh wait do you you're a fan of veggies i love vegetables okay ladies and gentlemen i've often i i eat an episodic preview and agree to disagree on veggies the experience of the vegetable Love it. I, I am a, I do, I am a meat eater, but I like to call myself a vegetarian wannabe because I love vegetables and am very happy to eat them, uh, as a full meal. But neither here nor there. Uh, this place does sound really cool and it does sound like one of these, uh, restaurants that, you know, the concept has become very popular, which is that it isn't just about the food, that it's the food, the service and the experience. And that when those three things work together, that is what makes people want to come back because let's face it, you can have great food and terrible service and you're probably not going to come back or you can have great food. You can have great service and lousy food and you're probably not going to come back. But when the two of those work in concert and you have this extra piece of experience like the uh, Himalayan salt slab, that is, you know, that's the kind of thing that you remember and that you want to talk about later. Absolutely. And as our uh, good friend Jay Bear talks about uh, in his upcoming book, Talk Triggers, you know, the goal is to create experiences that people are dying to tell their friends about. They're dying to talk about. And let me tell you, I walked into this restaurant. Uh, so I've never had dinner with Neil, the guy who I'm going to dinner with. We, we've, we've actually never met. We've kind of followed each other, knew each other online and things like that, but we'd never met. I walked into this restaurant knowing that I was going to be ordering the Himalayan sea salt block for the table as an appetizer for the two of us to split because I knew the presentation was something worth talking about. So next time you come to Colorado, Dan, we will definitely make it happen. We will head out to Mr. Tuna in Denver. Uh, but since it may be a while before we actually get you out here, although I hope it's not, uh, here are some three key takeaways from the experience. Number one, Make sure your employees really know your products. Every employee you have should own, use, experience, sample, taste, fill in the verb, fill in the blank, your products and services. There is nothing that drives me crazier as a frequent restaurant uh, goer than asking a waiter or a waitress, so what's your favorite thing on the menu? And it becomes instantly clear when I ask the question by watching their body language that the restaurant doesn't have them sample the food. 
So they can't make a, re a recommendation. And this applies to every business, not just restaurants. So folks, any product that you sell, I don't care whether you sell appliances, whether you sell shoes, whether you sell t-shirts, home heating equipment, whatever it may be that you sell, make sure that your employees have experienced your product so they can speak about it intelligently. Number two, it must be a quality product, okay? It's not enough to just have great employees. You have to have great products and great service. You know, these are the anti-up chips, if you will, for a remarkable experience. The product, the service has to be incredible. And number three, presentation matters. You need to create a storytelling worthy experience, like the experience of the Himalayan sea salt block with sashimi on it, right? You want a Instagram worthy image. You want a story that people are going to tell after they leave your location so that all of their friends when they come to your store or to your location or come to experience your product or the service for the first time, already are very clear about what your remarkable experience is all about. Listen in while we try to stump and surprise each other with a fantastic statistic from the worlds of customer experience and customer service. It's time to check out this number. Dan, my friend. The number is 23%. What do you think it means? So honestly, Joey, I'm not sure what the 23% means, but I have a quick story to tell you because 23 is one of my <laughs> favorite numbers. Wait, are you serious? 23, I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, I am not making this up. 23 is my most favorite number. Stop it's the number it, I swear to God, it is the number I always play at roulette. Guys, we did not script we this. Did this, not is play this is a totally unscripted. No. So 23 is a big number in Chicago, as you know. If you've been on planet Earth, you understand who the top number 23 player in all of sports, Michael yes. Jordan. I mean, come of on. Of course. And I'm a Cubs fan too, so I'm gonna throw in Ryan Sandberg. But Ryan Sandberg's great too. I don't actually play roulette when I go to a casino. Other, but however, everyone that I, every friend of mine that ever goes to Vegas, I tell them, I give them five bucks and I say, put it on number 23. And once over the years, it has worked and my friend came back with money. Well, I was in Vegas um, earlier this year and I played other games at the casino, but I did not play roulette. And I'm walking out of the casino with a colleague of mine and I said, Oh, hold on a second. I forgot to do something. And I turned around and I went to the roulette table and I put five dollars down on number 23. And it hit. Boom, and I, and I got 35 to 1, baby. 35 and, to 1, ladies and, and gentlemen. And he looked at me like, I mean, because we had been, we, it was late and we were ready for bed. And he's like, what the heck did you just do? And so 23. Anyway, long story for the check out this number, but I'm so glad that we share <laughs> our favorite number. That's awesome. How about that? 23. So the, while 23 is a fabulous number and it is the number to play when you're playing roulette, actually the 23% is a statistic that refers to the fact that omni-channel shoppers are more loyal with 23% more repeat purchases than a single-channel shopper. Now, I've purchased at Bed Bath & Beyond online. We talked about Bed Bath & Beyond in an earlier segment of this episode. But the fact that they deliver a great in-store experience makes me purchase in-store as well. So I'm part of the 23% that is a repeat purchaser because they are serving me in an omni-channel environment. This research comes to us from our friends and sponsors of the show, Oracle CX Cloud, and their new ebook, Three Ways Your Shoppers Have Changed and How to Keep Up in a Digital Age. 
Yeah, I mean, this makes sense to me that omni-channel shoppers are going to be more loyal. I would probably guess that omni-channel customer service experiences are going to be more loyal as well, right? If I can tweet at somebody and call them and email them and have had good experiences across channels, that probably makes me more loyal as well. And I think the message just is that you've got to be where your customers are. And that, and when you are, they're loyal to you and they appreciate you, you coming to them versus making them come to you. Absolutely. So to learn more awesome statistics like this, check out this ebook, Three Ways Your Shoppers Have Changed and How to Keep Up in a Digital Age, as well as complete a fast, I promise it only takes two minutes, folks, assessment to see how you compare to your peers in the world of customer experience and your readiness for the future of customer experience. To do this, go to oracle.com slash cxperformance. That's oracle.com slash cxperformance and see how you stand up to the 23% and beyond. And thank you, Oracle, as always, for being the sponsor of the experience, this show. Wow. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. We know there are tons of podcasts to listen to, magazines and books to read, reality TV to watch. We don't take for granted that you've decided to spend some quality time listening to the two of us. We hope you enjoyed our discussions, and if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Come on over to experiencethisshow.com and let us know what segments you enjoyed, what new segments you'd like to hear. This show is all about experience, and we want you to be part of the Experience This Show. Thanks again for your time, and we'll see you next week for more Experience This.